to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a person who carries around a noose and a scythe at all times, Faith! Yep, that's me. Gotta get that goth look. Today, we're gonna be talking about the Hangman. What do you know about Hangman? He has a noose and a scythe. That's it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a couple other features. Oh boy! <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> he, oh, wow, that is quite an outfit. Yep. He looks like he should be in if a dungeon porn somewhere. If you can describe, please. He is wearing. <laughs> it's like, it's like the. Like, traditional, like, medieval hangman outfit, but it's, like, the sexy Halloween version. <laughs> yes, it's very much the sexy Halloween version of a, ha- a hangman like costume. Like, he has the hood, with, you can only see his eyes and his mouth, and then he's wearing, um... Is that one a leotard, or is that a bodysuit? There's not There's not a lot covering his chest. There are no sleeves, and he has a Deep V that laces up. <laughs> and he's wearing a gold belt. Yep, also pirate boots. Oh, yes. Oh, thank goodness. This dude's name. Also, he has like a... Like, it is very much like s- sexy, <laughs> sexy uh, <laughs> hang hangman costume. <laughs> so. He went to Spirit Halloween. <laughs> That's all he could find. <laughs> Uh, so his name is Harlan Kruger. His occupation is soldier, later vigilante. Oh. His identity is known to the LABT. L-A-B-T I, I said that wrong. The Los Angeles uh, Police Department. <laughs> um, he is a citizen of the United States with a criminal record. He's a citizen of the United States with criminal record. He was born in Los Angeles and died in Los Angeles. Whoa. Um, he He's single, so Faith. Oh, thank goodness. It's also dead, though. So, <laughs> D- I mean, damn it! I'm s- <laughs> Every time! Unknown <laughs> <laughs> relatives, none. Group affiliation, none. And uh, first appeared in Werewolf by Night, issue number 11. Ooh. <laughs> That was in 1973. Comes the Hangman. <gasps> also, by the way, this is wit- written by Marv Wolfman. Oh my god. Coincidence? Yeah. I think not. I think it. I think it's mostly a coincidence. That's real fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but the cover's, the cover's oh. pretty good. I'm gonna say something, Ooh. though. I don't like the way they do character boxes. Yeah, <laughs> on in this because because what they do in the seventies, well, like early seventies, is they have a little character on a circle. But what that does half the time, it just makes it look like there's a small one jumping out yeah, from the moon. It was like uh, whoever it was we did, and like the placement was very unfortunate because it looks like. The actual character, and then the character art was like, don't talk to me or my son ever again. 
Yeah, and it and it just continues to not be good. It's still, even on this, it kind of feels like don't talk to me or my son ever again. Because so basically, we have uh, a full moon over. I'm going to guess Los Angeles, and you have uh, Jack. You have Jack Russell uh, transforming into the werewolf, uh, and he's just he's terrified, and he's just slowly ripping his shirt off. Uh, his midway point makes him look like a preppy werewolf. <laughs> yeah, his, his middle part. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you have you know just the wolf yeah. wolfman uh, touch, and then you have man into wolf, just in time to meet the hangman. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. So he. Uh. So he died. <laughs> And Bizarre Adventure, issue number Oh my 33. god, Jesse, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> this was probably like 30 and, uh, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Spider- it, it was technically also Spider-Woman number 50. Oh. Uh, which was chronicled as a previous incident of the- Of the- um, Hangman's Life, also published, uh, which was published oh. afterwards. Also, uh, S- Spider Woman number fifty is when they retconned her uh, being a uh, a spider turned into a woman by Hydra. What? Yeah, she used to be a Nazi <laughs> spider. We have Nazi bees. We have a Nazi spider. Well, not oh, anymore. That's- Damn, Marvel, mm. you are cowards. <laughs> yeah. So so Harlan Kruger was a fanatic moviegoer who idolized John Wayne and Humphrey Bogart, Alan Ladd, and other leading men of the uh, of the films of the past decades, identifying with the heroic the heroic characters they portrayed, perceiving a clearly drawn division between good and evil. In these films, Kruger developed a simplistic view of the real life, believing that the difference between good and evil in the world around him was clear and absolute. Moreover, just as the villains in the movies often paid for their crimes with their lives, so too Kruger believed that criminals in real life that com- uh, that committed sufficiently heinous crimes should forfeit their <gasps> lives. A brawny youth, Kruger enlisted <laughs> in the army, and was told it was sent to the front lines of the of war in wartime. Long before he was court-martialed for torturing prisons of war, oh prisoners my of God. war, as a, as a result, uh, Kruger spent six years in army starcade. Oh my God! Upon release, he applied a, he applied for a job. For the Los Angeles Police Department, but was turned down. That's huh. weird. You think they would <laughs> love to have a have a soldier that tortured people? Yeah. Hmm. My my suspicion. And by that- the way, I was not saying I was I was not saying that ironically <laughs> or with. I was saying that yeah. with malice. My suspension of disbelief um, has been broken. This is not real at all. Kruger decided. That all public officials had become soft and corrupt, and that the police were apathetic towards their duty to capture criminals, and that the courts were merely 
return criminals to the street to continue their assault on society. Yeah, he really does sound like cop material. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like, you could just go to any cop page and probably see this exact thing. Yeah. Like, there's probably someone out there that is a cop right now that is actually this person. He would take the law into his own hands, as some of the heroes in the films he loved had, and became the max, masked, mask vigilante called the Hangman. For years, the Hangman stalked the streets of Los Angeles, wielding a noose and scythe as his weapon. As a Hangman, Kruger pursued a private crusade. Uh, against those against whose ideas of morality conflicted with his own harsh, narrow-minded, merciless code. Kruger executed those who he considered worthy of death either by hanging or dismemberment, or impaling them on his scythe. The hangman only intentionally killed men. He believed that women were too weak-minded and emotional to be... Held fully responsible oh for their evil deed. Oh my god! And that uh. women he believed committed crimes must have been misled, misled uh. by evil men. Instead of executing women of low morals, he imprisoned them to protect them from uh. vile, from from being corrupted oh any further. Oh my god! Oh uh. god! How can you be sexist about killing uh. people? Jesus. <sighs> That's a lot. Like, this <laughs> this character was already a lot. Was that added even more? In the course of the hangman's career, a as a vigilante, he clashed repeatedly with both Jack Russell, who is a werewolf, and the original Spider-Woman. I love when they just add who is a werewolf. <laughs> like, they always have to do it when they talk so, about like, Jack Russell. Way, also a werewolf. I mean, is it at, like, I wish they didn't add who's an alcoholic to Tony right? Stark half the time. <laughs> but, but as, but is a werewolf is a pretty yeah. good aside. That's pretty, that's probably the best aside you could hope for, like in your obituary. I, I, I almost wish that Spider Woman was like only spot, fought spooky people now. Right. I wish that that was still a thing. She used to fight exclusively spooky <laughs> yes. people. Uh, so, Hangman was captured by the police, but they did not hold him there for long. However, the Hangman was eventually captured by the man who called himself the Locksmith, who was determined, who was determined to imprison all superhuman beings in Los Angeles. Hangman had no superhuman powers, but the Locksmith... Presumably captured him because Kruger wore a costume, <laughs> as so many superhuman beings do. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you don't have any superpowers, but you're an asshole, like, just tell. No, no, it's just because he had a costume. <laughs> he's That's like, it. listen, I just got this from Spirit Halloween. <laughs> I still have the package, it's a sexy hangman. <laughs> the, the locksmith kept Hangman under the control by administering tranquilizing drugs to, to have him and have and having him continually watch, watch video cassettes of banal and simplistic television programs to occupy his oh mind. Oh my god! It's like making prisoners of wars watch Barney. The locksmith also 
took the original Spider-Woman prisoner, but she managed to break free and release those among the rest of the locksmith's captives, who she believed she could who she believed she could trust. Spider-Woman summoned the police, who took the more dangerous captives, including the hangman, into custody. At this point, the hangman's career, as he's as he's known to have executed, is at this point of the career of the hangman's career. Sorry, at this point of the hangman's career, he is known to execute over thirty men, all of whom were known criminals. Five of the women he imprisoned starved to death due to his absence from his hideout. The police found and freed ten other women before they also died of hunger. Wow, so he's committed 40 murders. He's basically a serial killer at this point. Hangman may very well have been responsible for the death of even more men and women than these. Yeah, he is a serial killer. I take that back. No, he's a mass murderer oh, at this point. Go. Yeah, he's a mass murderer at this point, yeah. Sent to a mental institution, Kruger began to rethink his modus operandi. <laughs> and <Me? laughs> Okay. And realized that it would take more than his lifetime to rid the world of all those who he deemed corrupt. Oh, I so see. So instead, he decided that he would attack those who he considered to be the sources of those corruptions. Of that corruption. Kruger believed that the contemporary films that promoted immortality, not immortality, sorry, immorality, they promoted immortality. (laughs) The immorality, whereas the movies he watched as a youth did not. Therefore, Kruger resolved that he would direct his vengeance against those he deemed responsible for making contemporary (laughs) films. And he believed was inducements to set a crime. Escaping the mental institution, Kruger uh, paid a low t- laid low for a time and built his body up to peak strength. And then he began anew his crusade of terror and retribution. Film reviewer Matt O'Brien attended a showing of a low-budget horror film, Gore Galore. Yeah, that sounds that. great. <laughs> it sounds real campy, yeah. and I want to watch it. At which the hangman was also present. The closing credits of the film were shown too quickly for the hangman to copy down the names of the people (laughs) he intended to kill for making this movie. Oh my god. I love (laughs) Okay. Wow. Not realize that Kruger was a was dangerous. O'Brien gave him a press kit listing of all the credits. <laughs> Christ, faith. I can't. Faith. I can't believe the th- one of the things that leads to his death is him not being able to write quick <laughs> enough. Like the credits of him, like he was gonna go after the best <gasps> boy. This this one was he was gonna go after the best the boy. Best boy? Yeah, and the key grip, and like the distributors, and the and, and like he was gonna go after I all thought you of them. Best boy is a best boy with an eye. Oh no, no, best boy as in the, the best, best boy. boy okay, in films. I see. Got it. <laughs> yeah, which is not Tom Holland, by the way. It's it's just the best boy who holds the yeah. boom real good. He's the best yeah. boy for the job. That night, 
Hangman killed the movie's director, Earl R. Brown. The next night, Hangman murdered Andrew Poffenroth, the producer of Gore Galore. Reading all the murders in the uh, newspaper, O'Brien realized that the man whom he gave the press kit must have been the killer. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. Afraid that he was indirectly responsible for the murderers, murders himself, O'Brien called the police and told them that they do not have enough manpower to connect all the people connected with the movie. O'Brien went to warn James Schultzman, one of the writers of the screenplay for Gorgalore, only to find that the hangman already (gasps) killed him. The night O'Brien... That night, O'Brien went to the rap party, celebrating the end of the filming of a new horror movie, Splatter Day. Oh, which oh, that's a good one. Which, <laughs> uh, which, uh, had in several of the cast members from Gore Galore. To O'Brien's dismay, the costume party complicating, complicating his. It was a costume party, so it's just like, <laughs> oh man, all these people are costumes. No. <laughs> And he probably doesn't know what any of them look like. <laughs> the hang, uh, the hangman was waiting for his opportunity to kill off any of his, any one of his victims. who strayed off by himself. Indeed, O'Brien soon found himself another <gasps> man. The hangman then killed a hooded road figure, whom he believed to be one of the intended victims, but upon putting on the corpse's hood back, he discovered that he mistakenly killed a woman. <gasps> Thus, the hangman had inten- intentionally violated his own moral <laughs> He's code. He's killed, like, which ten by women, wim- <laughs> Well, by hunger, technically, that wasn't him killing them. Okay. <laughs> According yeah. to his code. It was, it was indirect. It's it's like it's like when Batman like punches someone so hard that they that they like knock out like they're definitely not going to get a concussion and die during that nap yeah. they're taking. Yeah, he's technically not killing them. Yeah, he's definitely not killing people when he rams their head into a brick yeah. wall. Definitely not. They're still technically breathing when he <laughs> <Yeah>. leaves. <laughs> so. Yeah, but he unintentionally violated a moral code, which women must be protected. In tears, the hangman morphly <laughs> oh uh, knelt before the corpse, having set aside his scythe. Absorbed in the uh, in his grief, the hangman did not notice O'Brien coming up quietly behind him, knowing that the hangman had stopped from murdering uh, again, and knowing too that the hangman might turn around any moment to kill him. O'Brien fatally plunged Kruger's own scythe into the hangman's Whoa! back. I'm, you know what, O'Brien? You did, you did good. good. You saw you did a problem? Sure. Were you indirectly involved in all those murders? Yes. But did you finish the job? Yes. yes. He was just trying to be a nice guy. <laughs> so, also, this is, this is uh, the scene before he killed him. Oh my goodness. Oh. 
It just like it doesn't it doesn't look like it doesn't look like the hangman is crying. It looks more like he's like yeah. yawning. It's like oh, and then someone's about yeah. to kill him. But you know what, O'Brien? They, I think this is the first time like like one of the people were just killed by a normal yeah. person. <laughs> They've always been killed by like an explosion or something. But this guy was just like, I'm going to yeah. stop this. It's always an explosion or scourge. Well, I mean, there's also sometimes they're vaporized by uh, the Iron Man from 2020. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> Man, Blizzard. I love Blizzard's death. It's so good. Did you know Iron Man 2020 is going to be that official Iron Man like in a month? Oh, my. Really? Yeah, or no Stark. Oh, that's right. Yep. I'm ready. I'm prepared. Yep, with with a really goofy like gears on the shoulders. It's oh, gonna be great. I I'm love so it. ready. It's such a it's such an antiquated <laughs> look, and it's gonna just oh, be him. I'm so ready. So, uh, Hangman is six five, weighs three ten, blue eyes and bald, no superhuman strength, real strong, had a scythe and thir- and a thirteen coil Hangman's nooth. Noose. Oh boy. That's it. That's it. So he's so yeah, so he's uh he's donezo. Damn, he killed a lot of so. people. He has. I think that was like one of the only people that was just like a like a mass yeah. murderer as well. So um So yeah, uh do do you have anything else to say nope. about him? That was a lot. Yeah. So that was a lot, but it was it pretty was good. good, like pretty good story there. You know, he, he, he fought, he fought a person, and then he fought. He was a spooky person. He fought Spider Woman, which I'm always a pro. It's always in pro, uh, Colin. Colin. So, uh, yeah. So we do. I do have one more question for you. Are they still dead? dead? Is he still dead? I want to say yes. Okay. Yeah, he is. <gasps> yeah. Now, someone, someone did take up. Someone did take up. His, I had a uh, feeling. His that mantle. seems like yeah. The mantle. Yeah. Some. Yeah. He he showed up in um. He showed up trying to fight the uh, Night Shift, and then uh, X X Factor, the uh, X Factor, and um, he actually had like uh, magical powers. Ooh. Yeah, but but yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, let's do plugs. Um, uh, go read my comic. It's called Grace Swings. It's at graceswings.com. There's spooky stuff in it. If you like spooky stuff, you should go read it. Uh, this is um, Jesse, and I don't feel like doing my plugs again. So, I don't know. Listen to another episode. Yes. Yeah, so, so bye. Bye. Bye.